The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The summer before my senior year of college, I did an internship at a fairly large pharmaceutical company. That was back in my time when I still thought I wanted to be a medicinal chemist, but God had different plans for me at the time. And since there were about 40 of us interns at the time, they would put on events throughout the summer for us. And one of those things was that they had a motivational speaker come and talk with us to help us in our professional development and kind of give us that extra inspiration that we can need in times when things get difficult. And I still remember the core of his message, that he said that we are to live for the moments in our lives, that life goes by very quickly, and as we get older, life just goes by faster and faster. But we have these moments when all of a sudden things will seem to slow down, of an important moment where maybe we experience a deep joy, a deep love with our family or our friends, a moment of great accomplishment, whether that's a promotion or a graduation. And he suggested that we take one of those moments and we either have a picture or some sort of phrase in front of us all the time so that we can remember those moments when later on in our careers we may get discouraged, we may feel like we're not making a difference, we may feel that just life didn't go the way we wanted it to. And we can hold on to those moments. And for him, it was a moment where he had a picture of a boat on his desk. Because that boat represented that time he got to spend with his family on that boat, when they would go on vacation and he can have that true quality time. And it would get him through those tough times at work. And I listened to this, and 10 years later, I still remember it, so there must be something good in it, and it was a lot of truth, and I can take away from it. But it also, when I remember sitting there and thinking and feeling something within me, just saying, there's, there's something missing here. It was like he took me like, on a hike to climb up a mountain, and we got about halfway through, and he's like, all right, let's turn around. And I was like, no, 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 there has to be more. My life needs to be more than a series of pretty good moments. There has to be more here because I wanted to ask him what happens when you get on the boat with your family and someone is upset or crying or that ex expectation that you had is shattered. Where do you find your hope in that moment? And that more that I was searching for that I felt in that moment is really laid out in our readings today. And at first, in our first reading, we have Paul and Barnabas who go out into the temple and they're preaching. And what they say really gets to the core of how we might make sense of these beautiful moments in our life. They quote, For so the Lord commanded us, I have made you a light to the nations, that you may be an instrument to the ends of the earth. In light of Christ's dying and rising, 
all these moments can be understood in relation to two things that this scripture verse gets at. First, who we are created to be and to become, and what is our role in that story that is much bigger than ourselves. Who we are to be and become, well, first of all, it's easy that they say it is the light, because Christ, the light who has overcome the darkness, and with that light is within each and every single one of us, and that we are therefore, and part of our role is to be a radiance of that light. And that radiance is not contained to just ourselves, but when we radiate towards others, our salvation is not the only thing at stake, but the salvation of those around us and those that we encounter. And I couldn't help but think of this scripture quote in terms of a phrase that you have seen and heard many, many times since you've set foot on this campus. I don't, it's been said so many times today, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. But how often we encourage you and say, become that someone. And I too joke about it at times. But what I love, one thing about that, become that someone that I really love is that it implies that we put these two questions right in front of us of what are we created to be and become and what is my role? And as open-ended as that response will be for every single one of us, one thing it does not imply at all is any sense of mediocrity. That if we remember who we are truly created to be, and in any way, not a single one of us can honestly say, I am made for mediocrity. I, when I get older, I want to be pretty average and pretty mediocre. Some of us may settle for that, but our hearts will never long for that. Because who we are created to be is in the image, we're created in the image and likeness of God. And we're created in the image of the one who is the purest form and the fullness of light. And we're created with that fire and that light that's within us that destines us for the fullness of goodness and truth and beauty. And that's why our hearts will never settle for anything less. And to become that someone also requires that we take on that role as well. That this someone that we become is determined by the way we live our lives. Whether we choose to serve and to love and to forgive and to accept forgiveness determines and whether or not Christ is going to grow, that light will grow inside of us. Whether we allow him into those places of darkness within our hearts that we don't always like to look at. And if we keep him away, he will not come. But when we allow him into those places and he fills those crevices in our heart, he cannot help to then radiate outward to every single person that we meet. And that's how we become this means and this instrument of salvation to every person that we encounter, whether you're going to be in the clinic, in the office, the classroom, your home, the church, the way that is so uniquely your own, the way that you love, the way that you serve, the way that you connect with other people is only the way that you can do that. And your relationship with God is only a relationship that is so personal to the both of you. And that is why he says, I know mine and mine know me. And the more that we, we understand what this means to really be this instrument of salvation to others, the more we understand that this takes a lot of emptying of ourselves. And that emptying of ourselves, the more we do that over and over, we realize that it will involve pain at times. It will involve suffering on our part. But when we have this perspective of who I am and what I'm meant to be and what my role is, it even gives 
that suffering so much meaning. And so whether that moment that slows down in our life is a moment of pure joy and happiness or a moment of great sorrow, we still have that meaning and that hope that is still there with us. And we have that hope because ultimately all of these moments lead up to a single moment. A moment that is eternal, that we, every single one of us is destined for. Later in that first reading, it talks about how every single person, God has destined everyone for eternal life. And that word is, he appoints every single person in a way that he doesn't infringe in any way upon our free will. And so if that is the case, then we are destined to be a part of that scene that we see in our second reading from Revelation, where we are standing before the throne of God, who is the perfection of light itself, worshiping him day and night, where we will not hunger and thirst anymore, where we will be plunged into the ocean of infinite love, where time does no longer exist, and we are completely overwhelmed with joy. And that is a moment that I can live the rest of my life for. All the beautiful moments that we experience are simply just going to be a glimpse of this. And the light that we are given right now and the way that we're called to be that instrument of salvation actually matters. The actions that we take actually matter. The way we serve one another, the way we love one another, the way that we are a light for one another. All of these things, all the ways we choose goodness and beauty and truth, they actually matter. The lives we see of St. Paul and St. Barnabas and all of the saints, they mattered in salvation history. And our lives too matter. And this is why every day after day, we continue to enter into that prayer with God so that he can show us more of who he is, so he can inflame that light within us. And we can give ourselves to others so completely in a way that is so our own, so that we can all reach this eternal moment. And everything that we experience here is a glimpse of that. Graduates, this weekend, you have a very beautiful moment to celebrate. It is a moment to truly hold on to and remember for the rest of your life. A moment of joy, a moment of light, and it's simply just a glimpse of a so much greater light that is to come. It's a moment of new beginnings, and it's also a moment of goodbyes. Goodbyes to people who God has put in your life over these four years, some of who you will see many times in the future, and others who you will not. But for all of us, it's just goodbye for now because we are all aiming for that same eternal moment in the end, where we will be reunited and plunged into that ocean of infinite love, where we will be simply overwhelmed with joy, and as C.S. Lewis says, we will enter into a never-ending book where every chapter is better than the last one. And that moment gives this moment a greater meaning. And that moment makes everything we experience in the future worth it. And it's fitting that today, on this commencement weekend, we come together and we're here in this Eucharist. And even though we cannot see it with our eyes or sense it so much, we get a, more, a fuller taste 
of that perfect moment in eternity. And we give thanks to God with all the angels and saints that are gathered around this altar and for all these years that, we've, that he's given us and we empty ourselves before him so that he can inflame that light that's within us and that we can go out then and be a light to the nations and an instrument of salvation.